0: truth get in the way of a good story mark twain welcome to the revisionist history podcast where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might offend I'm Paul and today we're going to the movies it's no secret that film shapes pop culture just look at the phenomenon of the Marvel films of recent years but it also shapes history in ways that you might not expect and the impact of that can be long-lasting I'll give you an example If you're over a certain age, and I say Moses to you, you probably immediately think of Charlton Heston from the film, The Ten Commandments. This is true whether you're an atheist or a preacher. So obviously film matters, and it matters historically. It matters historically because countless people get more of their information about history from movies than they ever will from a book. This can be a good thing when Hollywood gets it right, which it does, a fair amount of the time, but it also gets it really, really wrong, far too often. So today, we're going to look at eight of the worst historical films ever made, and how they are, in fact, revisionist history. This list is in no particular order except for number one, because number one is so egregious and has had such a negative effect on people's view of a particularly important moment in American history that I did a complete episode on it a few months back. You should go back and listen to it, but in a nutshell, Oliver Stone's JFK is the single worst historical movie ever made. It helped take misconceptions and outright lies about the Kennedy assassination mainstream and reignited a veritable conspiracy theory industry that has had negative effects for an entirely new generation, using a widely discredited book by Jim Garrison, Stone pulled just about every possible conspiracy theory you could think of for this film, while touching on almost no historical facts, and he made the film in a documentary style that makes the casual viewer believe that some of this stuff is actual documentary, when it's not. In a single film, he manages to take what are usually competing conspiracy theories about the Cubans' involvement, the CIA, the mafia, the defense industry, and Lyndon Johnson, and shoehorn them all into one, which is something of a feat in itself. The fact that Kevin Costner was at the height of his popularity when he played the lead role did not help as far as containing the spread of this disinformation. So that's number one on my list. Don't watch it. It's not really that great of a movie to begin with but historically speaking it's an outrage now Oliver Stone may own the record for me for the worst historical film ever made but Mel Gibson holds the next three spots in this list because he just can't seem to make a decent historical film actually I shouldn't say decent, because some of the films are good as movies, as entertainment, but as history, they're just terrible. I'll go with this most recent one first, Apocalypto. Apocalypto got a lot of press because he used the actual Mayan language in the film with subtitles, which was really cool, except for the fact that it added the impression of historical accuracy to it that just was not there while the films ostensibly set in the Mayan kingdom the actual events shown in the film line up more accurately with the much later Aztec kingdom while the Aztecs practiced human sacrifice the Mayans did not they were for the most part peaceful people but maybe the most egregious historical inaccuracy while compelling in the story is the arrival of the spanish conquistadors at the end the spanish didn't show up in reality until about 400 years after the end of the maya empire number three on our list is the patriot which to me wasn't a good film at all even as entertainment it's another mel gibson effort and this one portrays the British during the Revolutionary War more as Nazis than with any historical accuracy. The British never burned women and children to death inside a church and the evil British Colonel is more like Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter films than the historical character he's based on Colonel Tarleton. Interestingly both were played by Jason Isaacs. Paradoxically Gibson's heroic title character is based on Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, who was historically nearly as brutal, at least toward Native Americans and his own slaves, as the British villain is purported to be. It's basically a propaganda film, and it rightly enraged British audiences. The last of the trifecta of bad Mel Gibson films is one that's not going to surprise you. Braveheart. I know, people love this film almost as much as they love to mock Mel Gibson's accent. Probably the worst since Dick Van Dyke's Cockney accent in Mary Poppins. Both of them are absolutely cringeworthy. The list of things wrong with Braveheart, historically speaking, is pretty long. Including, among other things, the fact that the famous kilts appear roughly 300 years too soon and that the Scots didn't paint themselves blue. Robert the Bruce is portrayed as feckless and weak, and traitorous, in fact, when it was actually he who was given the title of Braveheart. The romance between William Wallace and King Edward II's wife, Isabella, is the biggest howler. At the time their liaison in the film is set, Isabella was only three years old, and she was only 9 when Wallace died. So no kids, William Wallace was not the father of King Edward III. Moving on from the Mel Gibson movies, number 5 on our list is U571, a World War II movie starring Matthew McConaughey. This film managed to piss off an entire country with its historical inaccuracy. It depicts the crew of an American submarine capturing an Enigma encryption machine from a German U-boat, and that actually happened, but it was in reality the crew of the Royal Navy's HMS Bulldog who captured the Enigma. And they did it in 1941, months before the United States entered the war. Winston Churchill would not call this filmmaking's finest hour. Staying with World War II, another just terrible movie from a historical standpoint, though it was very action-packed and entertaining just as a film, was Pearl Harbor. I don't really even know where to start with this one from a historical standpoint. From inflating the number of Japanese planes shot down from around 3 to over 20, to showing the Japanese targeting hospitals during the attack, which they didn't having fighter pilots fly bombers in a raid on Tokyo, this one's pure fiction. Having FDR stand up from his wheelchair to make an impassioned speech is by far the most unforgivable part of this movie. Number seven on the list is probably going to surprise you, and I'll admit I'm being nitpicky. But my choice here is the sound of music. Yeah, I'm going there. This beloved classic gets a couple of fairly important things wrong about the history of the actual event. For one, Captain Von Trapp was not an overbearing militaristic meanie, but a fairly devoted father. Also, the family did not hike across the Alps to make their escape is that would have put them in Germany, not Switzerland. In reality, they entered Italy by crossing over some railroad tracks and in broad daylight. Not as visually stunning, but it's what happened. No list of this kind, for me at least, would be complete without including the 1960 John Wayne film, The Alamo. It's almost as hard for me to include it as it was to come to grips with the historical fallacies, because I love John Wayne, but this film, again, is pure fiction. I touched on this film as well in an earlier episode about the Battle of the Alamo, and you can hear it more in depth there, but just some of the things that they got wrong stand out so much that... I can't believe people might actually still believe them from the portrayal of the deaths of Bowie Travis and Crockett which in none of the three cases are actually historical to having the fictional character portrayed by Frankie Avalon ride out for help rather than using the historical once again is simply tragic it's a whitewashed Propaganda piece that does a massive disservice, not just to history, but to the memories of the heroic defenders of the Alamo and the equally heroic Mexican Army soldiers who participated in the battle. It features virtually no mention at all, see my point about once again, about the Tejano defenders of the Alamo, who were crucial in the battle, and in the War of Texas Independence. Thankfully, that's starting to be addressed now, but it's taken far too long. As you can probably imagine, I could have included any number of other films, from Gladiator to Troy to Oliver Stone's Alexander. I wouldn't even really know where to begin with that one. But these eight stand out for me. The only other ones that I'll mention are the Disney animated historical films. And with Disney, you better put historical in quotes. From Pocahontas to Anastasia, they're entertaining. They're great for kids to be uplifted. But they're not history. So the next time you go to a so-called historical film, be sure to take it with a grain of salt. Watch it with an open mind. Then go home and... Do a little research on your own about the events that they portrayed. Always remember that Hollywood, like Mark Twain, never lets facts get in the way of a good story. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.